0: welcome to my podcast, Classic Harriet, where I'll be talking to a variety of young musicians who are attempting to launch their careers in the music industry. Speaking in 2020, we'll be discussing how this has been affected by the COVID-19 crisis in terms of performances, rehearsing and missed job opportunities. We will also be touching upon the government's handling of the arts at this time, in light of comments made by the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak, about the arts not being a viable career path. We will discuss how these kinds of attitudes have not only affected the job opportunities for musicians, but also their morale enormously. Today, I'm speaking to Ruby Barber, a 21-year-old singer and trumpet player who is currently a student at the Royal Academy of Music in London. Ruby has been playing the trumpet since she was a child and attended Cheatham School of Music in Manchester. So, Now we're gonna turn to Ruby. Hello Ruby. Hello. So first of all, just for a bit of background, can you tell us what age you started playing the trumpet, if you come from a musical family, what kind of musical background you're from?
1: So, um. My whole family is from North Yorkshire where the brass band community is quite prominent and we all started playing at the same time so my parents learnt as adults so Mm -hmm. technically yes a musical family but they didn't teach me we all learnt like together in the band so I was actually only about four maybe three and a half Uh when I first started kind of messing around with a cornet seeing what I could do so I was quite young. Oh so they started playing
0: at the same time as you?
1: Yeah. So they um my dad plays trombone and my mum plays baritone horn and my siblings all play as well. And my uncle and my grandma were also in the band at one point as well.
0: So um what age were you when you had like first started having proper lessons? Proper
1: lessons probably six.
0: Six? But on the I, trumpet or the cornet?
1: Um on cornet. Mm-hmm. And then I slowly progressed onto the trumpet when I went to secondary school to play in the the jazz ensembles and things like that and Uh also trumpet is just a a more versatile instrument than the corner Mm
0: -hmm, much more um and was there any point that you remember specifically wanting to become a musician or um did that seem like the natural pathway or
1: yeah well it's kind of weird because when when you're so young, and people are telling you that you're good at something, you kind of just roll with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a point where I actively thought, oh, um, this this is what, is, I'm this do. Is what I yeah. want to do it was just kind of like part kind of part of my identity like at mm-hmm. my old at my first secondary school, like everyone just knew me as that the girl that did music, like the musical kids, yeah, yeah exactly, so like it was just kind of like part of my identity, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of what what I did, and it kind of the natural course was for just to, to pursue that. But there was a time when I was just so fed up of, like, never having free time and, my, like, friends mm-hmm. asking me to hang out on, like, at the weekend, on Sundays in particular, in the summer, because we would always have um, brass band bandstand gigs um, um gigs On, on Sundays, Sundays. Mm-hmm. And my friends would be like, do you want to come to the park on Sunday? And I'd be like, oh, I can't because... You're always the
0: kid with too many commitments.
1: Yeah, so I kind of didn't... Like, I had friends, obviously, but, like... I did spend a lot of my time with adults, because the band was, like, Uh quite, I mean, my parents, it was my parents' age and up. And you were quite
0: advanced for your age as well.
1: Yeah, I think so, when I, because...
0: You did start really young. Because I started Uh so
1: young, so, and I was always, like, expected to be there, so Mm -hmm. it was, it was hard, it was hard when, like your friends ask you to do stuff and you just can't. Mm -hmm. And so I did get fed up with it. And I remember like having an argument with my mum, being like, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't do anything but music. Um, But I'm really glad that I stuck with it. Like, I think, I think everyone's probably had that at some point. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. So obviously you started off at a normal secondary school. And then what age was it that you auditioned for Cheetham's, the music school?
1: So I auditioned there when I was 13, but I also took... um, tests to go to the local grammar school as well so I was gonna mm-hmm. I was gonna move schools anyway mm-hmm. like even if I had not gone to um to Cheatham's I would have gone um moved away anyway. moved away yeah. anyway just because the school wasn't kind of I don't know nurturing my music mm-hmm. in,
0: in music department wasn't good enough no yeah it
1: wasn't it wasn't brilliant um yeah so I kind of just went with it and then the the idea so I got a place at the grammar school but the idea of um Going to boarding school is like every, you know, 13-year-old girl's, like, Mallory Towers kind of, <laughs> kind of, like, fantasy, isn't it? So I was like, oh, yeah, cool, I'll go to the boarding one. Which was Cheatham, Which was Cheatham's. Yeah. So, so how many years were you there? Five? Five, years. So 13 to 18. So quite a big chunk of, like, my teenage uh-huh. growing up years.
0: And w- pleased with the decision to go, or...? It is
1: such a, like hard like mm-hmm. there are so many positives and so many negatives like a... I I missed going home every day mm-hmm. like it was such a novelty boarding and like living with your friends for like the first maybe it's year quite exciting
0: to begin with and then that wears off but yeah. then when
1: it gets serious with like GCSEs and stuff it's hard, like it was so hard, and I just wanted to go home most of the time because it was just I wanted to see my parents, and, and also
0: because like music's so built into the day, there it's quite like a high-pressured environment for
1: definitely, and it was so um competitive all the time, you're constantly put. Head to head with your friends with and your that, peers, yeah, and and that's really difficult. Like it makes it hard to have mm-hmm. kind of strong, genuine friendships because you're always because always that like
0: competitive element, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And you can't ever fully open up to them because mm-hmm. there's always that underlying competition between you, which is one of the hardest things that like I had to deal with mm-hmm. definitely.
0: Um. So, but you did decide to go from Cheethams to conservatoire. Well, so you're now studying at the Royal College of Music. Yes. First study trumpet and also tell us a little bit about your singing.
1: So I'm a second study singer at college. Mm-hmm. Um obviously it's very classical. Um my teacher, Amanda Rucroft, is like an incredible opera singer, had like the most It's just classical career. singing. Just classical, oh, right. but the dream is to do more like um light light music like jazz and mm-hmm. musical theatre because obviously I'm quite enthusiastic about musical theatre because mm-hmm. I did national youth music theatre and um you got quite a lot of strings to your book. yeah and I'm super excited to have my West End debut this oh, Christmas. this Christmas of course yeah. that's so
0: exciting so do you feel like when you went to music college like the singing really overtook the trumpet in terms of what you felt most passionate about
1: so I didn't actually do second study until I was in second year Okay. Um. So I started doing it in second year, and You're I year it was now. great. I re- I just really missed doing singing. Mm-hmm. Um. So I started doing it in second year, and it just it's such a like. It's just nice because I feel like I can do it without pressure like there's so much pressure to the trumpet to be better than everyone else but mm-hmm. actually like everyone when you have a second study it's really admired that you can like juggle you can your do both time. yeah yeah and I don't feel pressure to be an amazing singer if I am good that's like really nice but I'm not worried about it Obviously, yeah. i, I want to pass my exams and do well and stuff but i'm not worried about being you know the best singer at college so
0: there's not that sort of like level of insane pressure no, exactly. which kind of a lot of the time takes away the enjoyment of the instrument as well exactly
1: so it is just somewhere to like just like do mm-hmm. what i want to do and like actually
0: enjoy music and yeah. my teacher
1: is so supportive of everything i want to do like she lets me do um kind of lighter lighter classical music like a lot of Bernstein we do Mm, um which is really fun Mm because it's technically in the classical genre but it's it's more like what I like to do exactly and she's so supportive like honestly she's one of the best things about college for me definitely
0: um so actually just because we've been talking about her singing we're gonna have listen to a clip of Ruby singing now just quickly and this is her singing "Somewhere Over the Rainbow from The Wizard of Oz this year um and were things massively like affected this year by covid for you like have your studies been altered enormously or have you managed okay
1: it's definitely been a big adjustment Mm -hmm. like i don't really feel like i'm in third year because second year was cut so short so suddenly
0: you didn't get your proper second year no exactly
1: and it's just really weird not being able to do what i like best Mm -hmm. so like playing in big bands is, like, really my favourite thing mm-hmm. to do, which is, I love doing that at college because people aren't so keen on that at college because I really like it. I get to do a lot of the jazz, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And I'm I'm also um, in the National Youth Jazz Orchestra, mm-hmm. so obviously we had to stop rehearsing for that. So we did some online things, and it's just not the same. So
0: not the same. And it's
1: really difficult to record yourself. Like, I've learned a lot about, you know, doing things... The, the technical side of um yeah
0: there's a whole nother side to it's it which really, no one knows anything about and i'm
1: like wishing that i'd done music tech a level it would have come in so, so handy that's such so a good point it's really difficult like i honestly had so much trouble doing these recordings but it's just crazy so we, we've not had really many projects at college not uh-huh. many opportunities to play Orchestras also or with, b- ba- big bands, so I feel like things
0: like um ensembles, like big bands and stuff, also like the social side of it is like almost like the reason you do it in the first yeah, place, exactly. It's, like a, it's not rehearsal. the same doing it on a Zoom call, yeah, or no. we
1: go for like rehearsal and then it's like, right, who's going to the pub, boys? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah, I'm it, missing that aspect as well, yeah.
1: And it is, it's, it's a very like cultural thing mm. in, in jazz, um, but. The weirdest bit is um I for my electives this year I chose to do jazz improvisation. Mm-hmm. Now, try doing that on Zoom. <laughs> Oh, improvisation as well is literally
0: impossible, yeah. So my
1: teacher, Mark Armstrong, who is also the musical director of Naijo, Mm -hmm. so I spend a lot of time with Mark, which is great, because he's a really good mentor, and, Mm -hmm. like, is is really helping me kind of steer my... Mm -hmm. um, steer my my music towards the career that I want in jazz, which is quite hard at college, because we don't have a jazz course, but, yeah, Mark's great. So he takes... These classes and he is—it's just so difficult because we can't do because of the lag on Zoom and things. We it's can't so actually do it. it like impossible. he has—he, I spoke to him yesterday and he was like, "I actually just have no idea how everyone's coping with this because uh-huh. we're not—we can't do it properly." Like he goes through, explains all the theory, and then he puts on a backing track and we at home just do it. But obviously, he can't hear what we're doing. No. So it's just—it's so just crazy. Like it's—it's it's ridiculous. And then. We found out yesterday that we're not going back to in-person teaching in January, so it's still... You're not? No, we're not. Not even no hope
0: for that at all. The plan was
1: to do that from January, but no, we're not doing that. So, you know, we're going to continue with these crazy improvisation classes online, which is just not working at all. With them, like, lockdown
0: and stuff, like, the first lockdown, was it very hard to stay motivated to practice when you've got, like, no gigs on the horizon, like, no concerts? Yeah,
1: it's really, like... I'm trying to think of the right word. It's it really puts you down. Mm-hmm. Like the sacrifices that we made at music school. Like we sacrificed quite a lot of normal growing up things. Yeah, definitely. To focus on music, and you know we put ourselves through all this pressure of um, doing conservatoire auditions and A levels at the same time, which is so stressful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it just seems like it was all for nothing.
0: Amounting to nothing. It, it feels
1: like it's all for nothing in the industry's kind of going down the toilet and like the jobs the jobs that there are we're not going to be the priority to get them because we're do you feel like students do you feel like
0: very unsupported by government and staff
1: absolutely and we're getting into all this debt like i cannot believe i'm paying nine grand for
0: literally a performance degree
1: in which i'm not allowed to perform
0: you're not actually doing any performance whatsoever yeah i mean
1: we're doing bits and bobs like my teacher kate moore is amazing she comes in every sunday to run like a socially distanced performance class she Mm -hmm. just like she's so enthusiastic and i love her she's actually like my rock like Mm -hmm. she's such a gem so mm-hmm. she comes in on Sundays gives up her Sundays for us and we do like makes so much on,
0: difference yeah
1: like she's really really invested in, mm-hmm. in the RCM and like the students like she's absolutely fantastic so there is bits and bobs but it's not really what we signed up for it's like, not what or, you're paying
0: for as well yeah it's not what we're
1: paying for and I'm so grateful to Kate for everything that she's done but it, it, it just isn't it's not
0: enough yeah I
1: go want to play in big band I want to go and play in Ronnie Scott's and mm. and like do all this really fun stuff that we were doing and i know that no matter how much we complain about it it's not going to change but i don't know how to make it better you don't
0: know how else to deal with it yeah so in terms of feeling like completely unsupported and stuff by the government are your long-term plans looking different now like have you considered alternative career paths or is that sort of too painful a thought to think about Mm. at the moment
1: yeah i mean I've always been super passionate about both physical and mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've recently signed up to do some fitness qualifications. So, hopefully, you know, Mm -hmm. like if there comes a time where we just still don't have gigs, I'll hopefully be able to be a personal trainer or get a job in a gym. So, I'm kind of like another string to my. Bow, if you'll pardon the pun. Yeah, punk. yeah. <laughs>
0: but also, like, I mean, it's completely different, obviously, to, like...
1: Music. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see myself doing this at all. I was just, like... But you have to make ends
0: meet somehow, basically yeah. Basically, a
1: backup. I mean, teaching is great. I do a bit of teaching. I teach a really sweet girl who's just turned five. Mm-hmm. I teach her singing, and she's hilarious. Like, and sometimes we just like laugh like we just laugh for like 5 minutes because she's so funny okay so that's that really rewarding that you can still do. it's yeah, really rewarding nice. especially when she like when it something just clicks with them and they're mm-hmm. like, I get it. It's like, wow. And like, I can see the appeal of being a teacher. I was always like, I will never be a teacher. But, but it's very rewarding. But now I've done it because I had to for like money. Uh-huh. I'm like, I get it. I get why people like doing this. It's it's really rewarding. So yeah, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm going to teach and stuff. But I'm just, you know, if I need a part-time, jib, uh-huh. jib, a part-time job uh-huh. in a gym, that would like help me. Get by. I mean, it would just even if it's it just a just... sort of safety net as well. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to survive. I want to live. Yeah, like live life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. like I don't want to just be scraping around to try and like eat a pot noodle every now and then. Yeah. Like, I want to want to live. Mm-hmm. I want to have a good life and not you know suffer under the uh, current government that I we have, it. which isn't really for students. No,
0: and then maybe especially not for musicians as well. Oh, one
1: hundred percent. And it's just ridiculous because the amount of like, people that don't realise that they benefit from music and and the arts every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so many people watch Netflix on the tube on their way to work. Or listen to music on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, exactly. I know. Like, and no one seems to care that, that, know, are, that there are so, so many people that make that happen uh-huh. like like a netflix episode there's the orchestra there's the there's all the so actors, much hard work people that audition yeah, people, people don't realize. like camera crews everything mm-hmm. there's so so many people and it's like no one cares um and
0: what you were saying before you're interested in physical and mental health do you think obviously you're surrounded by musicians the whole time how would you say like people's mental health mm-hmm. has been impacted do you think it has been yeah. impacted a lot?
1: I mean, I'm I'm on the uh, Royal College of Music Student Union. I'm the welfare officer, mm-hmm. and it's been kind of hard to watch. You know, the n- new um, new students that have come mm-hmm. into first year, and just not have the first year that you're supposed to have no. we couldn't do anything like our refreshers week was online pub quizzes and it was just really depressing yeah, yeah for 18 year old and that's not what they want at all and then apparently you know it's all the young people's fault that coronavirus is spreading and it's like well i know
0: we don't really get much credit we do don't we? No, no no credit like, at all.
1: Our, our lives have completely been put on hold. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you know, it's really difficult for everyone, but I just think that students are suffering more.
0: Because mm-hmm. um, these are supposed to be kind of the best years of our lives. Yeah, exactly, and it's not really and they feel like they're it. being
1: wasted. But, you know, in terms of mental health, I think everyone is definitely suffering. Like, it goes back to what I said about feeling like it's all for nothing. Mm-hmm. That like Really, really
0: demoralising. Yeah,
1: it really hits hard and makes makes you feel like all the hard work you put in for years and years and all the, like, stresses and everything you overcame and, like, how hard you worked. Like, I worked for years and years and years to get my place in the National Youth Orchestra and it was like... What for, yeah. What was the point, you know? Orchestras might not even be a thing in five years' time. I mean, I know that's not exactly a positive outlook, but...
0: But sometimes you have to be realistic, especially when, all you hear now is bad news. Exactly,
1: and, like, that was all that mattered to me for so long. Mm-hmm.
0: And now
1: I'm like,
0: well, why? why mm-hmm. I what for? That? Exactly. Okay, so being in the position you're in now and you're thinking about sort of alternative careers and you're having to rethink a few things, what would you say to someone who's maybe like a couple of years behind you and they're considering, I don't know, going to conservatoire or pursuing music? Would you discourage them? Or would you say maybe, you know, think about doing something else on the side? Or
1: I'm I'm a great believer in doing... What you love. Mm -hmm. Do what you love. But also, I think, just have something else just in case. Because you never know when there's going to be another global pandemic. I
0: know. Like,
1: you never know. So that this is why I'm getting my uh, fitness qualifications. Because what if this happens in 10 years' time again?
0: I know. And we'd never, ever expect anything like this to happen. But now we're worried about it. Exactly. So
1: just, I think have a backup, mm-hmm. like, just have a backup, even if you're going to, like, like a driving instructor, or something, just, just have something, for something money, yeah. so that if, if it does happen, and there is no music industry, you can do something, you don't, uh-huh. have to, do something you hate, like, and if we can't rely on the government, to look after us, yeah, then... and then there, and there aren't going to be loads of, like, supermarket jobs, or, mm-hmm. or cafe jobs, anything like that, like, that, for everyone, they're not going to be enough, so you kind of have to make it your own,
0: so in conclusion, you would say make sure you love music enough to persevere with this kind of career, and maybe if you do, still have something on the back burner just in case. Yeah,
1: and you've got to be prepared for it not to be an easy journey. Like it, mm-hmm. it it's gonna be hard. So you need to love it enough for it to be worth it. Mm-hmm. So as hard as you've worked to get where you are, you're gonna have to work ten times harder. You're, you're going gonna, to gonna keep make working. It, yeah, make it in the the industry that is being failed by the government (laughs) thank you so much ruby it's so nice to speak to you thank Thank you you.
0: that was ruby Barber. tune in next time when i'll be speaking to more young musicians attempting to launch their careers during the covid19 crisis